This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. 55 days ago, the Globe and Mail first reported a story about Jody Wilson-Raybould, the Prime Minister's office, and SNC-Lavalin. Here's the story of what happened next. So, so, so scandalous. The allegations in the Globe story this morning are false. Her presence in cabinet uh, should actually speak for itself. Some breaking news. Jody Wilson-Raybould, the Vancouver MP who was the Justice Minister, has now resigned from the Trudeau cabinet. This just coming in, Justin Trudeau's principal secretary and longtime friend has resigned in a statement, but categorically denies the accusation that he or anyone else in the PMO improperly pressured Jody Wilson-Raybould. We felt that outside advice was appropriate. The company involved employs so many people across the country. The member uh, from uh, Vancouver Granville will be able to address relevant matters at the committee while ensuring that the two active court cases are not jeopardized. I experienced a consistent and sustained effort by many people within the government to seek to politically interfere in the exercise of prosecutorial discretion in my role as the Attorney General of Canada. There was an erosion of trust between my office and specifically my former principal secretary and the former Minister of Justice and Attorney General. Jane Philpott has resigned from Cabinet directly citing the situation with Jody Wilson-Raybould as the reason for the resignation. Michael Wiernick, clerk of the Privy Council, the country's top bureaucrat, is leaving his job, telling Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in an open letter that recent events show him there's no path for a relationship of mutual trust if the Conservatives or NDP form the next government. The whole issue of the House of Commons Justice Committee, there was a motion to abruptly adjourn the meeting passed by the Liberal majority. Like They just shut the whole thing down and then there was kind of chaos. Cover up. No, it's a cover up. I'm strongly voting opposed and I'm shocked at the behavior of my colleagues. McLean's overnight published an interview with Jane Philpott. Philpott told McLean's that there's more to the story and it needs to be told. This call may be monitored or recorded for quality assurance or training purposes. This is like breaching a constitutional principle of prosecutorial independence. So we can. Well, then nobody's explaining that to him, Michael. If a politician secretly records a conversation with anyone, it's wrong. And when that cabinet minister is the Attorney General of Canada secretly recording the clerk of the Privy Council, it's unconscionable. Now we continue our coverage of the SNC-Lavalin scandal on The Simi Sarah Show. Oh, our political panelists were shaking their heads and we haven't even started the conversation yet. Elise Mills is with us, a senior associate at Sussex Strategy, and Maria Dobrinskaya, BC Director at the Broadbent Institute. Welcome back. 
Hi. Good morning. You're both shaking your head. Maria, I'm going to start with you. Why? Why are you shaking your head? I just, you know, this entire mess has been an epic failure on the part of the prime minister. Um, You know, I understand as as a partisan, I understand the sort of untenable situation of having Jody Wilson-Raybould and Jane Philpott in that caucus. Um, I agree. The trust was broken. Uh, But the way that he framed this, that the the broken trust falls on her, fell fell on Jody Wilson-Raybould, and has what, what we have not at any point throughout this entire mess seen the prime minister take any kind of responsibility. So he hasn't outright denied um, her accusations. He hasn't, um, you know, challenged her version of events. I mean, he's had his his uh, uh, staff do that on his behalf, but we haven't actually heard him take any responsibility. So I think what we're seeing right now is, um, you know, is a bit of a, a tension or crossroads between uh, politics as it is. You know, we're seeing a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of commentators saying there he should have gotten rid of them out of caucus a long time ago. Yeah. I understand that. That's how politics works or how it has worked. I think, you know, Jody Wilson-Raybould came in believing what the prime minister was selling her in terms of a new way of doing politics, uh, doing politics differently. And she, I think, was actually trying to save the Liberal Party from itself, not sabotage it. The message here is buyer beware on uh, what I would call fraudulent brands, right? So I agree completely with my colleague here is that Jody and Jane and other women or, well, I guess actually I thought there would be other women, but they apparently have been... put in a position where they're being puppeteered by a man to fight a man's battles, which we see on daytime dramas all the time, right? It's how women are supposed to be catty and bitchy with Is each other. Is that fair, though? Can they not disagree? I mean, I think all when Karen women don't Gould, think alike. All when, women don't have to think alike. No, but when Karen Gould came out uh, 10 days ago and suggested that Jody Wilson-Raybould and maybe Jane included and suggested this, I think, to McLean's magazine, that there was a conspiracy theory that she was un- unpacking here that Jody had targeted the riding to always go after Justin Trudeau. And I thought, Karen, take another toke off that legalized marijuana because you're just spinning, sister. Okay, let me ask you this. In our system of the parliamentary democracy that we have here, we have a party whip system and the way it works. Mm -hmm. Would it have been possible to leave them in caucus? Well, I, I okay, so... I'm a conservative. I worked with the uh, Stephen Ask Harper. Yourself, what would Stephen Harper do? Well, first of all, he wouldn't have even waived confidentiality to begin with. I well, think. First but. of all, we wouldn't be in the legislation that led up to the DPA, right? He was always against it. He was uh, very firm, and I will say, I think there's in retrospect, a lot of people are much more fair to Stephen Harper uh, on the business and foreign affairs side. And I think that Stephen Harper was always right when he made sure that lobbying groups understood he was never going to let this, uh, like the the barn door, open like this because of this very reason. Right. I also think there's a juxtaposition with the DPA and then what Justin Trudeau was always talking about, which is, you know, transparency and democracy and, and, and making sure those who um, commit crimes are held responsible. But what we know today, which I find very interesting, is that exactly what my colleague said, that if we're talking about egregious behavior, this woman bent her own moral beliefs around her background in law because she felt so intimidated she knew that she had to tape it. Here's my other question. The EDC, Export Development Canada, is now investigating SNC this morning for $3.7 billion of funding they took for sewage infrastructure and all that stuff because they believe that 
uh, it just uh, that it went money into a slush fund, and yeah. it was used for bribery. Which by means that the three of us and our listeners and everyone else in Canada contributed to a bribery sch- uh, scheme. So that investigation is kicked. But up. the question is, what would you do then? Like, if, if in our in our party whip system, how do you keep those two so, people well, in, you in the caucus? Immediately, don't have to bully them. I think what we would have done, and you got to remember, we went through the Duffy thing. I mean, that I still yeah. have memories of that. And, and sorry to interrupt my colleague, but I think what you do and what he should have done right away is said, listen, I have to remove you from caucus. We will proceed with a fulsome investigation. And at that point, we will decide whether this marriage is broken or we can repair it. So you're saying way back when? No, yeah. This yeah. Is 50, yeah, I think this is 54 days too late. Um, <laughs> that was great. No, I mean, I, do, I, yeah. I get it. Like, as a partisan, I get it. I think it is not a not a workable situation for those two women to may, be in that caucus. Right. I do want to, though, go back to your initial point around, you know, our Westminster parliamentary system. You look in the UK. You look in Australia, they have the same system as, as we do, um, and there's a lot more leeway, and, and some could argue that that's, it doesn't work, but uh, there's certainly a lot more space for people to be um, very vocally critical of, right. of the leader and, may, and remain in caucus. What Trudeau should have done, I mean, part of the, the challenge with this entire situation has been this drip, 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 drip around issues management. If he had right from the beginning either said, you don't have confidence in me, we're tearing the Band-Aid off, you're out of caucus, or I acknowledge some responsibility for what's happened here, I commend your ethical actions, and let's work together to make the Liberal Party better. I cannot understand why that didn't happen. Well, this would... That's what I don't understand. Exactly, exactly. If this were Australia and the UK, though, it's very likely that that would have happened, though, because there would have been more power to the people in caucus to remove the leader. We're missing the conversation about the clerk. So first of all, Prime Minister Harper wouldn't have chosen that clerk. But and he, he worked in, in Harper's government. Listen to this, though. I, and I want to be very careful. I am not making any uh, accusations. I'm asking some questions. In the first year, there were several very high-ranking, very well-known, and I've spoken to many uh, high-ranking members of the public service this past week, and they gave me this information. They want me to ask this question on air. Why was the Deputy Minister of Transportation and why was the Deputy Minister of what we used to know as Foreign Affairs removed? They, uh, there was a witch hunt that went on. I'd also asked, I'd like to ask that uh, the clerk, the former clerk, what relationship he had with Jean-Pierre uh, Kingsley, who's our Chief Electoral Officer, uh, because I have questions about how that Electoral Officer ran the 2015 campaign. We've never seen so many complaints. They also gave money to partisan groups. My question is, when Mr. Uh, Wernicke makes that statement about the assassination and all that sort of stuff and it really tries to stir the pot to avoid the responsibility or the accusations uh, that were being made or levied against him. Why did he make that statement and what was he connected or was there a plan already being plotted for the next election with the electoral officer? Because there is has been widespread speculation on the Hill that is a very cozy relationship. The other thing I'd like to say is that Jody Wilson-Raybould, uh, when she released that tape, and Mr. Trudeau needs to understand This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 
on this. I don't care what he says today. The media needs to be saying that tape proved her right. Everyone has agreed with that. So legally speaking, where do we stand now? And I think that's where Jody's looking at it as well. Now, Maria, what happens now? There's some rumors, some speculation that Jody Wilson-Raybould will run as an independent in Vancouver Granville. Do you think that's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, that, that that's a good question. Um, I think it's really, really hard to get elected as an independent. Part of the centralization of control in the prime minister's office that we see uh, is because of that, is because of how important the party brand is. Now, having said that, if anybody could could pull it off, I think she could. Um, and certainly the the indication is that there's a lot of popularity um, for her, not just in her riding, but across the country. Um, but that's a good question. I mean, one of the things about them getting uh, ejected from caucus yesterday is, you know, it, in my mind, it was only a matter of time. And, and I think sort of making her a martyr or, you know, it, it works in her favor in a sort of public yeah. relation sense right now. But that was going to run out. And I was, I was curious if, you know, I she would have had a very hard time in my mind without some kind of resolution on the SNC Lavalin situation um, to be running uh, in our in our parliamentary system essentially to elect a prime minister that she had been so outspoken that was kind of weird right uh, that was yeah. in opposition to so yeah. at a certain point in the summer or early in the fall I think that 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 tension would have again been untenable but that's moot now because because she's out of caucus. Right. Well, it really becomes, and I asked this of a, a good liberal uh, named John Maz. He used to be a strategist, but had left the party when Trudeau came in because he couldn't understand why they were choosing airy-fairy stuff versus like laying some, what I would consider legacy, liberal legacy policy items, right? So we were speaking the other day and I said to him, you know, I, I think you guys as liberals have to figure out Who's more important, your 100-plus-year legacy or Trudeau? Who outranks? Who's Who should stay? And I have to say this. When they when there was male and female liberals going, yeah, they should just leave. You know what? As a woman, I'm tired of leaving my house, my job, a party, a social event, whatever, well, because men have behaved badly. And that's what happened here, right? Wouldn't you say this was a cross party issue for yeah. a lot of women. And I oh, as yeah, a conservative, yeah. I yeah. mean seeing her just seeing how this is all played out, seeing her undermined the way that she was sort of um, criticized, demeaned, Jody-centric, all of the ways in which she was diminished, even all the way through <laughs> into yesterday, yeah. this is being about her breaking trust. Again, the yeah. Prime Minister not taking any responsibility. I have a really yeah. good example of this. I was on the phone with a Liberal strategist the other day who I've been very friendly with for over a decade. And this is actually might be a breaking point for us. I t talked about the bad behavior of John McCallum, who it was notorious. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but he, I don't know if he struggled with alcohol. I don't know what went on, but um, he was very misogynist. He always has been quite rude. And his He's behavior, the former ambassador to China. Mm -hmm. who and was I removed, hope he stays yeah. former, former forever, ever, ever. No, I, as women, we should not tolerate that behavior. I explained this. I said, because he's going on about what a hard bitch Jody is, if I can say that on air. I hope I can. Well, you just did. Okay, so. sorry. Not much and, I can do about it now. She was, sorry, people. Um, I figure if we legalize marijuana, we can probably say that <laughs> word on there. But, um, but you know, it was like, she's stubborn. She's this. And I so I say, what about John McCallum? And he's like, I love John. He's a good guy. Yeah. That's what gets yeah, all of us. It's a double so standard. It's, it's not a double about standard. a conservative. So I would say this. Jody, Jane is probably not going to run again. 
She's very well liked in her riding, and I feel very bad. She's a lovely person. I voted her my favorite minister and MP for a couple of years in a row. She was an outstanding health minister. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. a conservative, mm-hmm. so for me, I'm just excited that these smart, brave, tough women are there. Jody, though, think about it for a second. Isn't her being a liberal MP so limiting to what she has demonstrated to us? You realize that Jody has moved the needle in a way that the feminist movement for the last 20 years could not. But is that across the country or is that here yes, in BC? I, think, I, believe well, I mean, it's definitely here in BC. I think that's a good question whether it's across the country. But I think that also speaks to the issue of will she run as an independent? It's one thing as to whether or not she could get elected as an independent. Mm-hmm. What is she going to do as an independent in the House of Commons in a party mm-hmm. system where you know she saw what she was able the impact she was able to have as one of the yeah. most powerful ministerial roles in the country. Um, you know, as a as a as an independent MP, you know, you can be very very effective in many ways, but you are not having the kind of impact that Jody Wilson-Raybould has shown she she is capable of delivering, and that I would I expect wants to continue to to. I would also suggest that we would probably both recommend to her that she has to figure this out very quickly because she doesn't want to lose the, the momentum and, yeah. and the branding yeah. and the position. She has to make a well, and that certainty even, in a voter's yeah. mind who yeah. today, you know, I get emails from people saying, I would vote for her. Yeah. Well, let them know they can vote for you and then hold that vote. It, yeah, but exactly. What I mean, about I, if she would like to be a leader, uh, Trudeau, quite frankly, needs to question whether or not he has a legacy here, whether he should continue on. But I think next leadership, it is very possible uh, that she could come in and run, but she needs to be already thinking five years ahead and moving her way through. And and this is all, um, you know, we're talking about the politics of the situation. I think the other thing um, that frankly is not getting as much attention, certainly lately, um, is the legalities, is the issue around SNC-Lavalin, the, the, the DPA, like what happens with that case? Was there political interference in a public prosecution? If that story ends up, if there is a there there, um, if there's RCMP interest, if there, you know, the, they've, the, the liberals have shut down the Justice Committee, um, you know, we may or may not learn more about it. But if we do, and if there is more to that story, that keeps that, that I mean, Trudeau and their, their their government would clearly like to just they, close they the book on that these and move women, on. Yeah. Close the page, turn we, the page, and that's and it. On. And we have an issue because the ethics officer who was a liberal appointed didn't go through the proper appointee process, yeah. which is already questionable. God, this government. We are supposed to be putting this through the ethics commissioner or committee. We don't have a commissioner anymore. See, that's more for us to talk about on our next time that we have you guys here. <laughs> Place is a mess. So much. I know. <laughs> Clearly. It's Elise Mills, the Senior Associate at Sussex Strategy, and Maria Durbinskaya, the BC Director of the Broadbent Institute. Thank you very much Thank for you. coming Thank in you. today.